You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We saw last night the second balloting in the 2020 presidential election as voters in New Hampshire went to the vote in their primary. Senator Bernie Sanders and former South Bend Mayor Pete Buttigieg took the top spots in yesterday's New Hampshire primary. Senator Amy Klobuchar gained some momentum between the last debate and the primary. She came in third. Uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren and former Vice President Biden both formerly considered the candidates to beat at one point or another, had really, really bad nights. We want to spend a little time right now talking about what we saw yesterday in New Hampshire and what it means going forward. And here to break it down for us is Annie Linsky. She is a national political reporter for The Washington Post. Annie, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi. Hi. Great to be here. Yes. Great to hear your voice. Uh, Let's uh, start with who has the momentum coming out of these (laughs) first two nominating contests. We saw different winners in both places, but uh, Pete Buttigieg now has the most delegates. Does that mean he's in the driver's seat? Yeah, I think the way I'm kind of thinking about these nomination contests is, um, you know, typically when Iowa and New Hampshire begin voting, um, the field winnows and gets smaller. Um, but in this case, um, Iowa and New Hampshire are sort of like adding to the field of, of potential um, nominees. And, and out of, you know, to your question, out of New Hampshire and Iowa, um, there are two people who have some momentum. I mean, one is um, Pete Buttigieg, the former mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Um, and uh, and the other is, is Amy Klobuchar, the um a senator from Minnesota. Mm. Um, so both of them were kind of, you know, on the bubble. You know, Buttigieg had been polling fairly well, but um, neither one of them had been really considered strong contenders um, going, you know, two weeks ago. And um, now we have a field sort of that looks like there's there's five people who have a, a path, um, all of it a difficult path to the nomination. So let's talk about Biden and Warren, two candidates who <laughs> seem to have much better chances just a few weeks ago, certainly a few months ago, what happened in these first two contests? Um, you know, I think you could argue um, both of them have had a really bad run um, in the first two states. Um, uh, but, you know, Biden has a sort of bright spot in front of him, though. So he is looking to um, South Carolina. He actually f- sort of surprised the press corps yesterday um, when we were trickled out that um, via a flight tracking um, app that he was going to be um, flying to South Carolina and would not even stay in the state mm-hmm. um, for the full election night in New Hampshire. But he can, he can look to that as a place to revive his candidacy. Um, Warren has a harder has a harder path now that she has come out of the first two contests without a first or even a second place finish, and also that her trajectory is downward. You know, she came in third um, in, in Iowa, and now New Hampshire, a, a state that borders her own state of Massachusetts, um, took her down an extra peg, and, and she was sort of in a, in a tie for, you know, struggled to get to fourth. Um, didn't even get any delegates out of the state. And so that's hard. But, you know, her people are, are making the case that she um, still does have a way to get to the nomination. It's, it's harder, but it's just because the field is so muddled um, that it, it, it's a little 
early to, to, to count her out at this point, but certainly it, it's harder than it was two weeks ago. Hmm. Uh, I, I know you're going to have to go in just a few minutes, but I, I need to ask you before you do about Michael Bloomberg, uh, the yeah. former mayor of New York who says he's going to be a candidate, has not been on the ballot in any of the states so far, but says he will be soon. Uh, yesterday, of course, we saw the video of him really doubling down on his support for stop and frisk many years ago, a uh, very controversial and racist policy uh, that was employed by the police in New York. What, what do you make of his place in, in this contest and his influence on, uh, on the rest of the, uh, of the candidates? Well, he is really looming over the race. I mean, he, here's a man who um, is worth about $60 billion with a B dollars. Um, he could spend, um, you know, we are sort of calculating that he could end up spending $2 billion of his own money through November, um, which is an enormous sum. Yes. Um, and, and so he's, he's, and he's gotten onto the debate stage, so he will be, um, he will be debating the candidates. In an, an upcoming debate, mm-hmm. um, and, and I think you know, for the more for the more liberal candidates like um, Bernie Sanders and Senator Elizabeth Warren, they're both kind of eager to have a fight with him. They they see their policies as quite different and a, a good contrast with his. They both like to call him out by name, um, something that they don't tend to do with some of the other moderate candidates. Um, but they see him as like everything that's wrong with not only the Democratic Party, but also with the country, which allows, um, you know, more access and better treatment and, and, and different rules for a billionaire than a normal person. Um, his, his policies on race are um, problematic, um, as is his history um, with women. Um, his, uh, uh, his sort of corporatist support um, for, for large companies is also problematic to, to major parts of the party. So he's, he, he's going to be a lot to sort of pick through once, once he gets on the race. But I do think he is out there looming large because, on the other hand, a lot of independents and Republicans seem to like him. Hmm. And it is possible, even with that racist um, stop-and-frisk policy, that he could end up picking up some of the black support that um, Biden was able to hold on to. Remember, Biden also had some um, issues in his past that one would think would be problematic to the African African American community. People who were able to overlook it because of his association with Barack Obama. Mm. Um, but but you know when you look at a sort of more conservative voter block, which African Americans tend to be. Um, there was a, um, a, 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 you know, support for Biden, and, and and Bloomberg is oddly enough looking to try to lock some of that support down. Wow. Okay, Annie Linsky, national political reporter for the Washington Post. Thanks very much for being with us on Detroit today. Thank you. Up next, Michigan is about to create an independent redistricting commission to redraw our political lines. I'm going to talk with a member of California's redistricting commission, which went through this same process 10 years ago. Fascinating conversation about the past and our future. Stay with us on Detroit Today.